Chapter Twenty Three of Fifty Years a Detective Thirty Five Real Detective Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland. Fifty Years a Detective Thirty Five Real Detective Stories by Thomas Furlong. Chapter Twenty Three fight with a maniac desperate encounter with a giant blacksmith who had suddenly lost his mind and become violent mr hoffman i believe his first name was john was a blacksmith and about thirty years old six feet in height and weighed over two hundred pounds he was a powerfully built man quiet in demeanour and good-natured he was employed in the blacksmith shop of tracks and crammer which was the largest establishment of its kind in or about oil city pennsylvania they employed a large number of mechanics and their helpers it was a very warm morning in july and the men were hard at work at the shop when suddenly a big man hoffman attracted the attention of his companions by his actions he was known to them as a superman and his sudden and strange conduct was a great surprise to all around him he became violent without any apparent provocation and all in a moment he began throwing things hammers tongs and large-sized pieces of iron and steel in fact anything he could get hold of through the shop his fellow workmen were unable to get to him he began foaming at the mouth and making a noise like the muttering of thunder in the distance in short he had evidently become violent violently insane within a few moments the city hall was situated on the opposite side of the street and but a short distance north of the blacksmith shop the messenger from the shop was sent post-haste for police assistance i was the only officer there when the messenger arrived and being the only one i responded to the call on reaching the shop i found hoffman occupying the building alone he was standing near the centre of the shop with a sledge-hammer in one hand and a large piece of steel in the other and apparently ready to attack any person that might appear within his range the other occupants were all in the street and outside the door and out of his reach a large crowd of passers-by had been attracted by the excitement and were blocking the sidewalk in front of and near the place on taking in the situation as above described i concluded that the only thing that could be done was to seize and overcome hoffman as soon as possible so as to prevent him from injuring himself or others the question then arose as to how this giant could be overcome and subdued without injury to any one the bystanders were all anxious to see him captured but there was none present that appeared willing to assist i noticed at once that hoffman was watching the crowd and that his attention was in that direction so i went around to the rear door and approached him from behind being unobserved by him i seized him around the wrist and threw him down on the floor but as he was like a rubber ball and strong as a lion and perspiring as though he had been sprinkled with a hose he soon squirmed himself out of my grasp and sprang to his feet i again grabbed him by the legs and threw him to the floor although i was strong and a pretty good wrestler i found it easy enough to throw hoffman to the floor but it was impossible to keep him there he being so strong and active he had scarcely any clothing on and by reason of this and his perspiring so freely he was as slippery as an eel and i could not keep hold on him after i had thrown him down several times which required every ounce of strength that i possessed i found myself becoming exhausted 
and finally in desperation i summoned all my strength and power and succeeded again in throwing him down and this time i was fortunate enough to secure what the wrestlers would call the stranglehold or neck grip on him whereby succeeding in shutting off his wind i then yelled to the bystanders to help me and finally a couple of them did with their assistance i succeeded in holding him down until another bystander brought a coil of clothesline from a grocery store which was directly across the street i took the clothesline while the citizens who had volunteered to assist me were holding him and commenced to wind it around his legs from his feet to his body and then his arms fastening them so that he could not move i then procured a wheelbarrow patrol wagons not being known then and placed him in it and wheeled him from the shop to the lock-up where he was examined and pronounced violently insane in due time he was placed in a straitjacket and taken in safety to the county institution for the insane at sugar creek pennsylvania where he died in a few months without having recovered his mind this i believe was the most desperate and dangerous position i was ever called upon to face during my whole life the reader should remember that the blacksmith was almost a hercules in stature and strength and being insane his strength really had no bounds end of chapter twenty three recording by chad horner from ballyclare in county antrim northern ireland